0: Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer and ask him to bless this Bible study. Amen. Amen. Let's pray right now. Jesus, Lord, we give you the honor and the glory. We ask you, Lord, to speak to us here today. Give us revelation that your name may be uplifted, that you may be praised. God, we thank you. We give you all the honor and all the glory. Help us to open up our hearts as we open up your word. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn around and greet your neighbor and welcome them to the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome them to the house of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to be in the Genesis chapter 37. Uh, In the book, Genesis chapter 37, amen. And I want to go over it with you for a little bit because this month we're talking about dominion and uh, having dominion and God is uh, already giving you the power and dominion for you to move forward and giving you the authority. So it's up to you to step into where God has already. Uh, It's like your father or if your father or your mother If they have some kind of wealth if they have some kind of um, status and they have some kind of wealth then um, what happens is they don't give you your inheritance when you're a child they give it to you when you're mature that way you can handle what they're going to give you and you can treat it right the same way they they got it for you there's too many people that have gotten inheritances And have wasted it and just blown it away, which it cost them a whole lot right from the beginning. So because it doesn't cost you too much, it doesn't really mean too much to you. So you have to understand that you got to start looking uh, at what God wants in your life in order for you to grow to where God needs you to be at and become the man of God and the woman of God that God wants you to be So you have to understand that there was a story uh, that was given to me a while back, and a man went to, uh, he was going to go and get some pearls. And when he decided to get these pearls, um, he had a boat, and he had a scuba gear, and he had the tank, and he wanted to go down to the sea and get, open up the oysters and get the pearls that were in the oysters. And, um... He did that. He got ready. He got the tanks ready. He got the the air. He had everything. The, the boat checked, cleaned, everything else. Made sure there was no holes. Amen. He got everything. The scuba gear ready for the next day. He got uh, his lunch. He got everything that he could. Uh, he got all his equipment, and then he went and uh, he went out. Brought his boat. Amen. Unhooked up the trailer. Brought it out. Put it into the ocean. Uh, and then detached it, and then got into his boat, parked his car, got into his boat, and then he went into the ocean, and he went and got uh, all these oysters that had pearls in them, and he started opening them up. So when he got back, he washed them, he cleaned them, he had pearls that were awesome, that were great. But um, he would hand the pearls over to his brother or his sister. And the story goes on to tell you, Who appreciated them more, the man that got them or the one that just received them? So you have to understand that uh, you have to you have to work on certain things in your life in order to appreciate what you have. And the Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So it's you have to work. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you got to work. Amen. To work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Can you say amen, church? So you got to learn how to work. you got to work it. Amen. It's not just going to come to you. Amen. God is just not going to continue to keep giving you. Now you have to start, uh, once you get baptized and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, there's responsibilities. And now that there is responsibilities, you have to start moving forward in those responsibilities. The Bible tells us that here God takes out Israel uh, out of Egypt and when he takes them out of Israel, they get the gold, they get all the jewelry, they get everything from the Egyptians and the Bible says that they come and they, they actually strip the economy of Egypt and now they have all the economy with them and they're bringing it with them. And so much so that God blessed them that they started to go ahead and move out of Egypt But then when it came, the pressure and became difficult for them, because now you have an enemy that's after you and it's difficult. Now they're between the Red Sea and they're between the enemy. And sometimes the enemy is going to come to try to attack you to find out whether your calling is real, whether you're genuine, whether you're for real, are you going to pray, are you going to fast, are you going to get a hold of God? What is your calling? Because the enemy is going to try you. Because if you're standing and saying, I'm for the Lord, then God, the enemy can hear it just as much as God can hear it. Can you say amen, church? Amen. So there's going to be some people that are going to try you in the process. And I want you to understand that even though they came out of Egypt and they had all the silver, they had all the money, they had the economy... The Bible tells us that here, when it comes time for them, uh, they could not change their attitude or change their heart because their heart was back in Egypt. They always were complaining and murmuring and backbiting and telling Moses, Moses, we had meat back there. We had jicama. We had corn. We had bread. We had all kinds of stuff. Man, we had a fruit bar. We had had, uh, sizzler. We had it all back when sizzler was open before. Anyway, so, but here we have the whole salad bar and yet you bring us out to the desert and all we're eating is bread and water. Can you say amen, church? So here their attitude was that, hey, we can go back to Egypt, but the Lord was trying to take them through some stuff in order for them to overcome their attitude of how they were in the past. So God's trying to cleanse you of your past thinking. Can you say amen, church? Amen. So the Bible tells us they come up to the bitter waters of Myra, and when they come up to the bitter waters of Myra, in the middle of the desert, there's a spring, and that's called the bitter, water, bitter waters of Myra. And the Bible says as that they start to drink, it would flush out their system. It's like going to Mexico and drinking the water over there. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Amen. Somebody's going to get blessed. Amen. So the Bible tells us that God was trying to cleanse them of everything that was in them of Egypt because they just came out of Egypt. So God was trying to cleanse them and try to clean every situation and everything in their heart and their mind because you can't just clean the outside you got to clean the inside can you say amen church you can't just pull you can't just pull a brother or sister out of the world and then just think that they're okay the inside needs to get clean as a matter of fact more than the outside because the inside is what's going to hold on to the outside the inside is what's going to take care of the outside so I want you to understand that your inside that's why King David said, Lord, search my heart. See if there be any sin in me. Because you have to start looking on the inside instead of looking on the outside. You can look like a good Christian and you can act like a good Christian, but what's inside of your heart is what matters the most. Can you say amen, church? So the Bible tells us The Bible tells us that here, when uh, the Israelites were out there, God could not change their mind. It was very difficult for them. They could not change. They would do miracle after miracle. So if you get a miracle, miracles don't change you. So I want you to understand that Israel seen more miracles than all of you in this place. And they still were not changed. Can you say amen, church? So miracle alone is not gonna change you. Man, if I see a miracle, I know God, man, I'll start serving the Lord. Can you say amen, church? Miracles alone don't save you. That's why you need to get committed to the Lord and put God first in everything you do. It's okay, let's give God a round of applause, it's all right. So I want you to understand that God is dealing with you on a one-to-one basis for you to clean the inside. So you better recognize what you have on the inside. Amen. You perceive it one way. I mean, it could be perceived one way, but what do you actually have on the inside? Can you say amen, church? Coming to church, they only see you um, maybe two hours, uh, two, four hours, five hours through the week. And hey, praise the Lord, brother, God bless you, and everything else, and everything's wonderful, and God's blessing your house, and everything else. But yet, when you're by yourself, amen, you got to ask the Lord to show you what you have on the inside, because you got to deal with yourself. You're the one that has to deal with it. And I'm going to be very honest with you if you don't deal with it, your children are going to deal with it. And they're not, if you don't overcome certain things that happen in your life, it's going to be very difficult for you because you, you are not overcoming it and you're not showing your children that you can overcome it. So then they get the picture that if mom or dad are not overcoming it, then I am not going to overcome it. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand that there's going to be some stuff that's going to come your way that you need to get ready for. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, get ready. Amen. So the Bible tells us that uh, Joseph, uh, in Genesis chapter thirty-seven, uh, the Bible says that Joseph is a young man, uh, and here you have um, his father that's getting converted. Uh, at this at this time, he's already been in conversion, and uh, the two younger ones, Joseph and Benjamin, are the ones that God is starting to use in order to show their father that they needed to go ahead and uh, change in certain areas. So the Bible tells us that Joseph was one that uh, the, the father favored because the other ones were kind of born in sin according to what he was doing before, before his conversion. And then after he got converted... Amen. His sons were born, which was Joseph and Benjamin. So the Bible tells us that here he favored that one and he gave him the coat of many colors. So when he gave him the coat of many colors, he favored him. And all the brothers knew this. Everyone knew that they favored him. And the Bible says that when, they, when he comes to them, he's in a different zone. He's in a different area in his life. Joseph is is more in a God zone. He's in a more of a spiritual way of looking at things. And yet his brothers didn't experience all of that. They experienced carnality. So this is why it was difficult for them because Joseph was in more with his father in the conversion and he never seen his father uh, doing... um, uh, causing deceit and lying and manipulating, but now he has a father that's new and he has a father that's been converted and has been serving God now. But the other ones, they seen their father when he was a liar, deceiver, and a manipulator. Can you say amen, church? So the Bible's telling us that here they don't have that mindset of spirituality. This is why when you have a brother that's in church or a sister and you start hanging around with brothers and sisters, you can see who the spiritual ones are and you can see who the carnal ones are. It, it'll identify itself right away because the way they speak, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So that means whatever you have in your heart, that's what's going to come out. Can you say amen, church? Well, Joseph's brothers was coming out murder, hate, envy, and everything else. So the Bible tells us that they conspired together to say, let's, let's, let's take him out. Let's kill this kid. So the Bible says that here the oldest brother comes and says, no, no, no. Let's just sell him and get some money. So the Bible tells us that here they sell him. Uh, and they put him in a pit, they, they just drop him in, they get his coat, they dip it in blood. And here his his attitude is that he's been called of the Lord and he's had a dream. As a matter of fact, he has several dreams at this point. And here he's expressing the dreams and telling them about what God is going to do. And one of the dreams that he had is that he was going to be the one second in command in Pharaoh. And in the palace and that all his brothers and even his dad was going to come down and was going to go ahead and bow down to him and they were going to go ahead and serve him. So then even the father rebuked him, the Bible says, and then he started to look back and say, wait a minute, if this is of the Lord, it's going to come to pass. But the, the sons didn't like him at all because of the visions that he was giving in some cases, I'm going to let you know that God has a vision already for you. He already has something up ahead, but you're the one that has to fall in line with what God wants, regardless of what your family says. Some of you, your family is greater than God. And whatever Nana says or, or, or Nana Tita or whoever you want or Papa, or whoever, all of a sudden, they're the ones greater than God. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. God is the one that's supposed to be in control of your life. Not your mom, not your dad, not your brother, not your sister. It's not supposed to be your, your parents that are gonna, supposed to be. Tell. When my son came to me and told me, Dad, I want to go and evangelize, I already had plans for him. My plans were for him to be trained here and take over the church and be the assistant pastor. But then the Lord told him, okay, I'm going to use you in evangelizing and go and do what you have to do for his honor and for his glory. So when he came to me, I was like, what? Nah, man, you're crazy. That's not of the Lord. What's wrong with you? (laughs) So I started saying, nope. Well, brother, I don't even need to pray about this because I already know what God wants because of my own plans and my own selfish desires. I wanted him right here. But when the Lord started to speak to me about his situation, I said, I got to release. Because it doesn't matter what the situation, if God is going to call you, not even your daddy or your mama can stop you, nor your pastor can stop you does that make sense this is why you need to have a relationship with the Lord uh, in a deep way and not just be swayed with what anybody says this person says this and that person says that and why are they saying this and why are they saying that and wait a minute they're saying this and somebody showed me a dream pastor I had a sister come in and tell me pastor uh, a sister told me that I'm going to be going here and going there. And I looked at her and I said, okay, that's great. That's wonderful. But uh, I don't know why you have a pastor if you have all these people who are going to be telling you about your dreams and where you need to go. Can you say amen, church? So I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand that we're supposed to guide them and direct them and feed them and help them. As a matter of fact, the Bible says obey them that have the rule over you and submit because they watch for your soul. They may do it with joy and not with grief for this is unprofitable for you. If that other person or other people wanna be your pastors and you wanna listen to them, pastor, I gotta go, I gotta go find a word, I gotta hear a word, I, I gotta go to this conference and that conference and this conference and that conference. When the, the, Bible's bringing, when the Lord is bringing you to this church to hear anointed preaching already, so I don't know. I don't know why you keep looking. I got to go hear a word. I got to go hear this. And I got to go hear what the Lord has. Just open up your Bible. There's plenty of words there. Just open up your Bible. And there's plenty of word right there. So you can't be a word chaser. Can't be, I got to hear a word. I got to hear a word. And, and you're never working for it. Because the Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So you're going to have to start going into the word and start diving in and looking at what God wants in your life. If we go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Bible tells us that you're supposed to know the will of God in your life. Not the pastor, not your, not your, um, not your husband, not your wife. Not your uh, mama or daddy. The Bible says this. And be not conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove that which is good. And acceptable perfect will of God. So you're supposed to know the will of God in your life. Can you say amen church? It doesn't give the responsibility over to the pastor. It doesn't give the responsibility over. I'm talking about confirmation. When God shows you something, that's awesome, that's great. You can come in and let me know, hey, Pastor, the Lord showed me this. I'm going to be doing this, and I'm going to be doing that, and that's wonderful. You, I believe God spoke to you, but you need confirmation in order for it to be of the Lord. This is the way I see it, and I'm going to tell you why, because um, you can go ahead and get all kinds of messages, And the Lord starts to show the pastor, wait a minute, this guy's not ready. She's not ready. And yet they're still trying to do all kinds of things. You don't give a razor to a six-year-old to shave. You give it to a 12 or a 13-year-old. And then you train them. So you can't be so young and think that you can do all the ministries in all the church and think that you can go ahead and cover everything in the whole place. Can you say amen, church? So I believe in confirmation. I believe that with all my heart. Confirmation. In order, there was this young man that came and said, uh, he said, he told me, uh, you know, the Lord showed me I'm going to go pastor. And I told him, well, what did your pastor say? He said, I didn't tell him anything. I just left. I said, I don't understand that. The Bible says obey them that have the rule over you and submit because they watch for your soul. So then why are not going to the pastor to get Confirmation. And, and here he just left and now he was wandering, didn't have a place to stay, didn't have a place to eat, didn't have nowhere else to go. He just went and to, the, to our church and he showed up. He stayed at our house and then all of a sudden he started talking about the pastor, started talking about his family. I told him, hey, brother, I'm sorry, you can't curse me like that. You, can, you could have stayed, but now you can't stay. Do you understand what I'm telling you? So one of the things, too, was another brother came and told the pastor, Pastor, uh, the Lord has called me to pastor. He said, hey, that's great. That's wonderful. I'll let you know when. The the brother, tells us, the brother tells us 10 years later, the pastor calls him in and says, you're ready. Can you say amen, church? My point being is you got to get confirmation. Just because the Lord showed you right now doesn't mean it's right now. The Lord showed the dream to Joseph, but years later, he was in the palace. Can you say amen, church? So you need to understand your destiny, your destiny, your, your position, your uh, where you're supposed to be at your authority is already established where you're supposed to be at but it's waiting for you to get to the place where you need to be pastor I can do this I can do that yeah brother but you still get angry you still cuss oh lord help me Jesus can you say amen church Pastor, I can do these ministries, I can do this, I can do that. Amen. you got to understand, you know, you got to start learning to overcome so that God can put you in that position and learn to become the man of God that God wants you to be. Can you say amen, church? So here, you have to understand that God is giving us a picture of, of Joseph's life of where we're supposed to be at. God will give you a vision, God will show you, God will help you. That's awesome, that's great, but you need confirmation. There's just no way around that. So I want you to understand that Joseph went through some stuff in his life, but it's not what he's seeing. What he's seeing was totally different. What he saw was something amazing. So I want you to understand that what he was seeing was something that he was there in the situation with his brothers, but what he saw was the vision that was up ahead. Does that make sense? So I want you to understand that when Joseph was going through some stuff in his life for his brothers to betray him, and let me tell you this, let me stop right there and let me tell you this. Do you, if you don't think that we have brothers that can betray you, then you're living in la la land. Can you say, amen? and I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you why, because not everybody's converted and not everybody's where they're supposed to be at. (laughs) It's real simple. Not everybody is in your caliber and in your level where you're so spiritual and you're nice. Not everybody's in your level. So everybody is in different levels in the house of the Lord. So if they're in different levels, they're going to have a different level of relationship with God. Some are going to stop lying, and some are going to continue to lie. Some are going to be deceivers, and some will stop deceiving. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand that's, why, that's one of the reasons why Jesus said, um, you know, you, you, gotta, you have to learn to overcome the offenses that come your way. You're going to get offended. Can you say amen, church? Turn, turn to your neighbor and tell him, you're going to get offended. You're def- definitely going to get offended. Everybody got it? You're going to get offended. So don't worry. If you think you're not going to get offended, I will let you know and guarantee you, you will get offended. Can you say amen, church? I will guarantee you, you will get offended. Amen. So I want you to understand that here, Joseph goes and he tells him the dream and he's going through all these things in his life. But what he saw was something totally different in his life. When you get baptized and you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the Lord gives you a vision. Some of you, when you came up out of the water, you see yourself preaching, even before you got baptized, you see yourself preaching already. You've seen yourself uh, singing, you've seen yourself as an usher, you've seen yourself doing something for the kingdom of God. Some of you have a vision in your heart and your mind, and some of you are dormant with that dream. You put that dream to one side because you're not up to par the way you think you should, and that's why you're saying, I'll never be like that. I'll never do that. But I'm here to tell you, that's a lie from the pits of hell. You need to start changing to where God wants you to be. Can you say amen? So here you go. He, you have Joseph that's in the pit at this time. And when he's in the pit, uh, here he sees. I want you to visualize he's in a pit. Uh, he's, he's beat up. He's slapped. He has dirt all over him. And the pit is not covered. Matter of fact, the water, the waves used to come in and fill them with water, and then they used to go back, and that's why they made the holes, the pits. Basically, what would happen was now he's in an empty pit, and here he has dirt around him, his face, his eyes. Amen. He's beat up, he's slapped, he's hit, and he's looking at the pit on the inside. And he's looking at the pit. Sometimes it looks hopeless to you. And it looks like, man, there is no way out of this hole. Can you say amen, church? And it's very difficult for you. But Joseph did not see. He wasn't looking at what he was seeing. He was looking at what he saw. So what he saw was himself in the palace in the dream so even though he found himself and he's seen himself in the pit he's saying wait a minute god showed me a vision so i can't this is not my end (laughs) you guys understand this is not my end (laughs) there is no way that i'm gonna die in this pit There is no way that this is the final chapter of my life in this pit. Because if God showed me the vision and the dream, then I know it's going to come to pass because God is faithful in what we do. Can you say amen, church? So sometimes you're going to be going through some trials and some tribulations in your life, and you're going to be able to see all kinds of negativity, all kinds of things messed up. But you have to reassure yourself that's not what the Lord showed you. What the Lord showed you was a house, was a family, was a good job, a career. He showed you a ministry. He showed you baptize your children, baptize your children, preaching. He showed you all of that. That should be the confidence that you have in the Lord. You can't just look at what you see and say, Man, it's all messed up. I'm all tore up from the floor up. I'm gonna be like this. I'm gonna stay like this. I don't know what's gonna happen when God already showed you the victory on the other side. Can you say amen, church? So you need to understand, you need to have a a dominion mentality. When you have a dominion mentality, you, the situations that are, you're in doesn't affect you. Turn to your neighbor and tell me it don't affect you. Because when you have a dominion mentality, you walk like you have authority. You talk like you got some authority. You, you act like you have authority because God fills you with the Holy Ghost and God fills you with authority and power and dominion. You, you are not walking around unsure. I don't know what God's going to do. I, I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. I, I don't see it. God, when are you going to move? When are you going to do something? Can you say amen, church? This was not Joseph's mentality. Joseph's mentality is I see all kinds of stuff messed up in front of me. As a matter of fact, I see nothing but dirt and sky. That's all I see. I see dirt and sky. That's what I see right now. But that's not what I saw. What I saw is myself in the palace, giving God the honor and giving God the glory and giving God the praise. So Joseph gets to the point where he's having a kingdom mentality of dominion. And the Bible tells us that wherever you go, whatever you do, it's going to follow you because you have that attitude. The attitude of serving. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you need to serve. Because you have the kingdom mentality of dominion. So that means wherever you go, you're going to be the leader. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. <laughs> you're supposed to have a foreman mentality you're supposed to have a supervisor mentality as a matter of fact you're supposed to have an owner mentality oh i wish i had somebody you're supposed to have this mentality in every situation that you go through that way you can say you know what the lord is not putting me at the bottom in every situation, he's going to put me right on top, but I'm going to work it all the way to give God all the honor and all the glory with the right attitude. The Bible tells us. The Bible tells us he gets he gets to become a servant in Potiphar's house, which is the captain of the host, and here his wife falsely accuses him. And throws them into jail. She wanted to be with him sexually, and he said, You know what? I'm not gonna be with you. It's just, she said, It's only us two. Nobody's gonna know. And the Bible tells us that he ran and he left. And he left with the coat. She was holding on to the coat, and the only thing that was in her hands was the coat, and he was gone. She was like, Wow, what happened to this cat? The Bible says he fleed, he left, he ran, he was gone. And the Bible says that here she lied and said, this guy was trying to be with me sexually, he was trying to be with me this way, and here she lies and they throw him into jail. And when they throw him into jail, now he's looking at the jail bars, he's looking at everything that's going on inside, And here he's looking at all kinds of stuff that's happening in his life. And the Bible says that he's in there for three years. Lord have mercy. Some of you get falsely accused and you start cussing and cursing and everything else. Even though you're falsely accused. The Bible says you should rejoice if somebody falsely accuses you. Because God is rejoicing in you. Can you say amen, church? So the Bible tells us that all of a sudden now, what happens is Joseph goes into prison, he's in prison, and now he sees favor because he has the mentality that he is the leader. He's in prison now, he's in jail, in the dungeon, and here he's trying to tell them, okay, listen, Uh, God is gonna do something great in my life, it's very difficult for you to start speaking faith when you see all kinds of negativity. But Joseph said, hey, I know what God, what I saw. It's not what I see right now. And I'm in the prison right now, but it's not what I see. It's what I saw that counts. So the Bible tells us that here he's in prison, And now he starts to move up the ladder, and he becomes a trustee. Anybody been in jail? Nobody in here? All right. Talking to the wrong church. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Where all of a sudden you get weekends. They used to do that back in the day. Some of you young cats don't know what's going on. Anyways, you, you go in for weekends. Anybody remember that? anyway and what happens is he becomes a trustee and he starts going and start doing laundry and starts doing the kitchen he starts doing different things because in his mentality he has a ministry mentality he has a dominion mentality because he's working for the kingdom of God he's serving the Lord and he's putting God first so in his in his mind and his heart He's putting God first in everything that he does. Everything he does, he does it unto the Lord, even in prison. And the Bible tells us he becomes a trustee, and then all of a sudden he works this one and works that. And by the time you know it, he's in charge of everybody in the prison. Can you say amen, church? The Bible's telling us that he has a mentality of a leader where he's saying, I'm not going to stay at the bottom. I'm going to go where God wants me to go. And the mentality is to be a leader for God's honor and God's glory. This is why it's so difficult for some people. Because when they see where they're at man I'm in prison they lied this is not fair you know they did wrong you just want to complain about everything instead of glorifying God in everything that's happening in your life the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God that are called according to his purpose he didn't say some things he said all things Pastor, this is unfair. This is not right. I don't think this is right. And I don't think they should be doing this. And I don't think they should be doing that. The Bible says all things work together for good. Not some things, all things. Can you say amen, church? All things, even though you think they're negative. And though you think the brothers are against you, the sisters are against you, they don't like you, and they, they see you cross eyed all the time, they, you look at them, it, it, everything your mentality is, the brothers are against me, they don't understand me, nobody understands me, I'm the only one different. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Because let me tell you something, if you think you're the only one different, then the rules do not apply to you. So then that means you do not fall in the category where we all sin and we come short of the glory of God. I wish I had somebody that understood. You're outside of that category of what God even said. So you're outside of that because you're different. You're not like everyone else. Man, I pray for that sister because she's all messed up. I pray for that brother because it tore up from the floor. But you never see your own life. Can you say amen, church? You're the one that's messed up. You're the one that's tore up. <laughs> so Joseph gets to the place where now he's ex- excelling and going to a position in the jail and now he's there, he's, it's powerful, it's awesome, it's great, where now he's, he's doing something in every, you're supposed to have the attitude of serving in any position you have. If it's children's church, you're supposed to do the best you possibly can. If it's ushering, you're supposed to do the best that you possibly can unto the Lord. Whatever ministry you have in church, whether it's a Timothy, whether it's somebody just to help, whether, I don't care what it is, titles don't make who you are. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, titles don't make who you are. It's your attitude in serving. It's your attitude when you start to serve, whether you're gonna serve people. And that should be our main goal, to serve people. Can you say amen, church? Not whether they did you wrong or somebody's not doing it correctly or they're not following this, it don't matter. You need to start serving people and do it unto the Lord and not unto yourself. Can you say amen, church? So the Bible tells us that here he gets in this position and now he's in, the, in the, he's in jail and the Lord sees his faithfulness. Let me tell you something. God sees your faithfulness. Turn to your neighbor and tell him God sees you. He sees your faithfulness to see whether or not you're going to stand and do what God wants you to do. And he will promote you and give you favor in due time. Don't worry, you're not always going to be like that. You're not always going to be broke. I wish I had somebody understood. <laughs> you're, you're not always going to be without money. Believe me, you're not always going to be borrowing from everybody. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you're maximizing the credit cards, you're just you're just putting the credit cards, that's, that's my payment, that's my bill, that's... Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You're not always going to be like that. God sees what's going on in your life, but you gotta be faithful and have the mentality that God has has given you dominion and power and authority. When you start doubting, then you don't have that mentality. When you start doubting, then things, you don't believe it. You're not believing that God can give you the authority and the dominion. And God can take you out of it when you start doubting. Start doubting, man, is this for real? Should I be here? Should I not be here? Should I be in lifeline? Should I not be in lifeline? Should I be in the church? Should I not be in the church? Doubt will kill you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, doubt will kill you. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand his mentality was, I'm going to serve God in any position, And wherever I'm at, I'm going to make sure God gets the honor and the glory. You could be digging a hole and God can get the honor and the glory. You could be painting a wall and God can get the honor and the glory. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? You know, you see these, these beautiful women and these handsome men. But then when they start speaking, they start cussing. They look so beautiful but they sound so ugly. Can you say amen, church? You you gotta understand that the inside is what matters most. And God wants to deal with you on a one to one basis to take you to the next level. Amen. Turn to your neighbor in town, pay attention. Let's see if they paid attention. Oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So the, the Bible tells us this, that Joseph gets to the place where now he is the one in charge in the jail, and the Lord sees his faithfulness and promotes him to another level in his life, where now he takes him from prison to the palace. And let me tell you something. The Lord can deliver you in a hot second and take you out of the situation that you're in and put you in another place where it'll blow your mind. You're just like, from one week I was all messed up, but now I'm in the house of the Lord giving God the honor and the glory and giving God the praise. Man, I was tore up, man. God will take you out of jail and put you into the program. And you start giving God the honor and the glory. God will will take you out of the hospital and and put a a joy and a peace inside of you you've never seen before. From one day to the next, your attitude just got to change. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, change your attitude. Quit trying to be the center of everybody's life. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, stop being the center. Come on, somebody. Stop trying to revolve everything around you. Everybody has to pay attention to you. Can you say amen, church? Ya parale. Enough. You need to put God first. You need to serve the Lord and put God first in everything that you do. And God gets the honor and all the glory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Psalms I mean, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 2. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 and verse 2. It says, A man of whom God has given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he warneth nothing for his soul and all that he desireth. The Lord already knows your need. He knows your financial need, He knows your emotional need, He knows everything about you. And he's already going to bless you financially. He's already going to help you, but you got to stay faithful. So many times, I was struggling when we were when we were serving the Lord in our beginning years. I struggled with finances. That's why I'm so good with finances now. So I'm just letting you know. And I'm telling you that I struggled so much with finances that uh, I didn't have enough. And I didn't have no food, nor money to buy food. And back in those days, the food bank was not all that great. It was just, I think, cheese and milk, and that's it. In the 80s and the 90s, and it was very difficult. Anyways, my point being is that uh, I had to learn how to cry out to the Lord and put God first. And I had to go ahead and learn through hard knocks and say, man, I don't want to go through this no more. I'm tired of going through the same thing over and over again. I got to learn to overcome this. I can't do this to my family. My son came to me, pulled on my shirt, and he said, Papa, real young, small kid. And he tells me, Papa, uh, do we have any milk? And I was like, Don't worry, son, we're going to get some. And there was a 7 Eleven across the street from where I lived on the apartments. And, And, you know, I used to throw beer runs, so I said, I'm just going to make a milk run. I'm just letting you know. So then I started, I went down to the bottom of the carport, and I started crying out to the Lord, and tears ran down my face. I said, Lord, is this supposed to be this way? Am I supposed to be thinking about doing milk runs for my kids? Is this supposed to be like this, that I don't have enough to even buy food for my kids. I said, Lord, you know, even the, the ones that are out in the world, my brother is selling drugs and he has so much money. Can you say amen, church? Listen to me. That's where the Lord told me, trust me. And I will make a way for you. Let me tell you something. Some of you got to learn how to trust in the Lord with all your heart. And quit relying on the money, and you got to start learning how to trust in God with everything that you got. Because the Bible says He's going to give you dominion, He's going to give you riches, He's going to give you wealth, He's going to give you everything you need. You just got to learn to trust in the Lord. I got one more scripture, and then I'm out Psalms chapter 115 and verse 16 psalms chapter 115 and verse 16 the bible says this the heavens even the heavens are the lord's but the earth he has given to the children of men can you say amen church the bible tells us the heavens and the heavens are the lord's but the earth He's given to you. That means that you got to tap into what God is already wants to give you. You got to mature to where God wants you to be. Just get committed. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, just get committed. And God will take you to levels you have never been before. Let the Lord take you to places you have never been before. Just get committed to serving God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. Can you say amen, church? Listen to me, please. Some of you devote your time to work more than the kingdom of God. And you got to check yourself turn to your neighbor and tell him, you better check yourself because you got to more devote yourself more to the kingdom of God than your own workplace why is it that you're early there but you're late to the house of the Lord why, why is that there's something definitely wrong and you're going to have to start looking at what God wants in your life, why is it that you can push everybody but you can't push yourself why, why is that? Can you say amen, church? Let the Lord take you to another level of your life. And God's going to use you tremendously. You, ha- you're gonna ha- you have dominion. You have power. You have anointing. But you just got to mature yourself to get to the area where God wants you to be. How many want to, I remember, I just got one more testimony. That says, I remember giving my son a, a water gun. Uh, man, I forget how old he. I think he was five or six. I remember giving him a gun. that came out, the real nice ones. You know, they had tubes. You had a tank in the back, and you had tubes coming out. And he had a he had a, the gun here, the rifle, and he could sh- shoot everything and shoot real far and everything. And and I told him, son, let's try it out. So he opened it up and put it on, and and then. I filled up the the gallon and and he was walking like this. (laughs) Because the gallon weighed so much. I said, son, what's wrong with you? said, dad, too much weight. (laughs) Had to take it off, had to empty it out halfway and then give it back to him. He said, yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. My point is, is that sometimes you want to take on too much and God is not pre- you're not prepared yet to where God wants you to go ahead and take on what you need to take on. And sometimes you want to take on certain things and do certain things that's awesome, that's great, but you're going to have to mature yourself to get to the level where you can carry the stuff that God wants you to carry. Amen. Can you say amen, church? Amen. God bless you. Amen, we want you to have dominion and power. There is no ifs, no buts about that. I know that when I walk into a room, I got dominion and I got power. There is no devil in hell that can stop in my way. None. None whatsoever. I know this. I know this. This is why Ezekiel can call down fire from heaven, confidence in the Lord, man, dominion and power you got to have confidence in the Lord, have dominion and power in your house. Pray for your wife and put your hand on her. You are a woman of God, and God's going to use you in the name of Jesus. God's going to do something great in your life. Put your hand upon your son and say, devil, you're a liar. I'm going to make sure that you are in the will of God, putting God first, moving forward. Somebody got to get some boldness and some... To get some dominion and keep...